Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages. It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is It's a Music Thing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at It's a Music Thing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show Thanks for tuning in once again to It's a Music Thing, the podcast. I am your host, interviewer, person that, you know, just rambles sometimes, Dwayne Larson. And I, on today's show, I had a chance to talk to Royal Tusk. More specifically, I had a ta- chance to talk to lead singer slash guitar player from Royal Tusk, Daniel Carrier. If you don't know Royal Tusk or Daniel, that's cool. You're going to. They... I, I guess I was first introduced to Daniel without him really knowing it. He used to be in a band called 10 Second Epic, which was... I might maybe throw some 10 Second Epic if I can find any. I think I have some in my iTunes at the, at the end of the interview like I do all the time. But they were a band in the eh, mid-2000s. They were rolling real, real hard, real good. They're, they, the, the music still stands up, but he was in there. And they came through pre-COVID, pre-quarantine, pre-sitting your ass in the house all the time, social distancing, sheltering in place, whatever you want to call it, with, uh, they came through with Sights and Sounds. And it was the first time I have ever got a chance to see Royal Tusk, and they are just a hard-hitting rock and roll band. There's no other way to put it. It's it's just, the, the riffs are great, the music is also really, really great, uh, super nice guys, and it was just, it was a great show to go to, remember those, remember when you can go to shows, um, and yeah, I, I, I want to thank Daniel for taking the time to sit down and talk to me, we go through a whole bunch of stuff in this interview, from, like I like to do with any, when I get to talk to one person from a band, rather than like the whole band sitting down, I like to kind of do a deep dive into where they came from, how they got to where they are, influences, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. So we do this with Daniel. We talk about the past, uh, talk about my old record label a little bit. And so thank you for sitting down with me. Thank you for being patient. And this this was done a while ago. I can't remember when they were through, but it's taken a while to get out there. But I hope everyone enjoys this. And we, you know, we're asking for your help. We don't want your money, but if you want to send money, that's cool. But the best thing you can do for us as a podcast and a page and all that stuff is support us, rate us, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. If you don't like us, hey, be like, hey, listen, to, go listen to this guy. He's, he's real good, but he's really shitty. Um, 
So tell your friends. That's one of the best ways to get it out there is word of mouth because that's how I hear a lot of good stuff. And when people tell me this podcast or this band or whatever is good, I will definitely nine times out of 10, go check it out. If I can remember, I'm getting old. So that would be great. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all the, that stuff. Just leave us a, leave us a nice little five-star rating. It, it really does help. And if you want to get a hold of us and tell me how bad I'm doing or maybe how good I'm doing, or you've got some show ideas, you can reach or you want, you're in a band and you want to be interviewed. Right now I'm doing a lot of out-of-town guests because I really like doing in-person interviews. So I'm saving a lot of that for local musicians here in Winnipeg for when I can actually get together and talk to them. That being said, I do have some stuff in the can ready to go. Uh, I talked to Jorge from uh, the West End Cultural Center and Mariachi Ghost. That interview is going to be coming up very soon. I've got a bunch of other ones scheduled for next week. So we're going to have lots of content for you. So I really hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. But if you want to reach out and say hi, you can at itsamusicthingmb at gmail.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of that stuff. I try to keep on top of it. I try to keep you know, checking messages. I'm posting right now. I'm posting a lot of throwback shows from you God, 2008, 2009 era. Plus the, the last one I just posted was a picture of Greg Reckes, uh, with high five drive at the red river rampage. It was a sweet, sweet mustache going. So head over there, you know, like us, let us know you're listening, that kind of thing. Uh, big thank you to our audio wizard, Mike Lipanowski, for cleaning the stuff up, doing what he does best. Um, we wouldn't sound as good if it wasn't for him. So thank you. I hope everybody enjoys, and here you go. First and foremost, I uh, guess, who am I sitting here with? Hey, I'm uh, Daniel from Royal Tusk. And you guys are from? We're from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, so you guys, um, actually on doing my research, mm-hmm. um, we're going to go in the Wayback Machine, as I like sure. to call it. Yeah. And... You and Sandy were in a band called Ten Second Epic. We were, indeed, yeah. And I was just talking with their tour manager kind of before while I was getting all this set up. And funny thing, I think I have may have done a show for you guys in Saskatchewan. Oh. Maybe. I can't remember. I know I've seen, I know I had seen Ten Second Epic, um, but I was a promoter in Southeast Saskatchewan in Estevan. And oh, yeah, we played in Estevan. Yeah, and so like I think we played in Weyburn too. Yeah, probably with uh, Away From Here. Yeah, the Away From Here guys. Yeah, yeah, because I uh, I used to run, used to own Lonely Tree Records. Oh, so that, okay, now that's that's a blast, that's a trip. Because when when 10 Second my first band started, yeah, you know, we wanted to get signed so bad, yeah, and uh, that was like. We, that would have been the dream to be signed to that label. <laughs> That's so funny because that, I mean, I, I'm, I've put out a bunch of good records by a bunch of really great people. Was Filmmaker on that too? Uh, I know. Uh, Filmmaker were close friends, oh, but yeah. I got offered uh, from Faraway Records, I got offered um, kind of the Filmmaker discography Oh. After they had kind of broken up, and I'm like, far away is yeah. Edmonton, then yes, yes. That was and I'm Sean. Like, what What am I going to do with this? They're not, they're not an active band. This is dumb. Like you know, probably once a tour, I put on, uh, um, sing to you by oh, filmmaker. Yeah. I put it, I find it on YouTube. Yep, and I put it on just to like I, usually when we're driving in the prairies. Yeah, 
I mean, just to like, I guess for the nostalgia of it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I still love those guys and they did some great things afterwards. So. Absolutely. Holy uh, hell, that's loud down there. Yeah, we should be fine because we're okay. here. So, <laughs> um, so I guess after kind of 10 second epic kind of fizzled out, is that when everything, or were you working on Royal Tusk during that too? Yeah, I think, you know, like for a long time during 10 second epic, um, and 10 second was a, such a fantastic project because it, it happened to work mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, we were young when we started and managed to right away slip into it being a, a professional thing for mm-hmm. us where before I knew it, like a blink of the eyes and it was 10 years, you know? Yeah. And, and we did that because we we're friends and, um, uh, I wasn't even necessarily keen to that kind of music originally. Yeah. So halfway through I, I was yeah, I was getting a stir crazy to make more music. So I always like went to open stages and that kind of thing. I still do actually because mm-hmm. I really love the like songwriting and singing and just being on your own. Uh, so the moment that we had a break in our tour tour schedule, I was working on stuff feverishly. Okay. Yeah, and originally it was uh, Royal Tusk was called Daniel and the Impending Doom. Okay. Actually, yeah, and um, wrote a whole pile of stuff and then just grabbed all my friends that I could and started it. I didn't even really know what it was going to sound like. I just knew I wanted to write more music. Mm-hmm. And something different than yeah. 10 Second Epic was doing. Well, and in 10 Second, I didn't sing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I was probably the primary songwriter. Yeah. But I, I wanted to... I, I, I like the challenge of, of, of singing because mm-hmm. everyone told me I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just wanted to prove everyone not I, wrong, m- but maybe, it's like, I maybe. just want to do both. Yeah, I like a challenge. And so you guys... Uh, to date, have three records out. Uh, the first yeah. one, I have to write these down because I'm old oh, and I forget things. Good, um, Mountain was an EP out in mm-hmm. 2014. Yeah. Um, how did that, how has your kind of songwriting progressed from like 2014? Obviously, you're, you know, more mature, you're figuring out your instrument more, but um, how has it personally kind of progressed in those five to four to six years now? Um, that's a great question. I would say, like, on a technical level, I think I've really focused on being economic. Mm-hmm. And um, because the best songs, they're just, they're so clean and they're arranged yeah. correctly. So arrangements, you know, and uh, I've always prided myself on that side of, but, you know, you can always get better. Um, and then as far as stylistically, just I think there's a, maybe a confidence that, that we've gained. Mm-hmm. Um and um, and then you know when you write a record, emotionally you're always in a different spot. So when we made Mountain, I really did like talking about this, making this new band originally called Daniel the Penning Doom. I had something to prove, and mm. I think it kind of sounds like that. It's called Mountain. Yeah, it's like an obstacle. Yeah, it's, it's like, something you're okay, trying to overcome. Time to do time to make my own album mm-hmm. and see how this goes, right? And then uh, Deal Breaker was just a, it, you know that was our our first full length. Yeah, and. Uh, it's it's one big it's like a big love record. It's uh, I'm, I was just pining for the person <laughs> I am with now. Actually, okay. And because I was going to ask if that had a yeah. good turnout. So so hopefully it, so far it yes. Turned out well. I guess the record helped. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was pining for years and years and years and wrote all these kind of really kind of sad or, or uh, heartfelt songs. Um, and uh, that's where I was at that that uh, point in my life. And uh, and then finally to Tusk Two. I it was it's during kind of like this this period of political turmoil and mm-hmm. polarization between people and 
kind of it's it, I felt really antsy and restless in my soul, and it's kind of an angry, protesty type record. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of a uh, raw emotion and energy, yeah, and, and uh, loud guitars, you know. Um, so. Sorry, I'm I'm rambling. What nope. was the question? <laughs> uh, how have you progressed? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. So obviously so, you've you've explained all three records, which yeah, three is records. a great to like Emotionally. show the yeah, yeah. It's like the mountain. Then you know you got a heart and yeah. <laughs> emotions, and now you're pissed off, which yeah. you can definitely hear in the record because it sounds like kind of just like an angry, crunchy, yeah, like just. And that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, really fun, just to like bang it out like that, and. Uh, I think we're even getting heavier now. Yeah, <laughs> for the next record. Yeah, uh, are you guys? Are you, well? You said you like going to like um, open like open mics and stuff. Are you constantly creating, writing, yeah. like just always doing something? I, I mean, I try to because it's just it's so therapeutic, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for like I'm not a very organized person, but I find a good way of uh, like um, streamlining my 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 thoughts is to just write songs that kind of helps you figure out and kind of a maybe um, um, interpret your feelings okay. to yourself. So yeah. you write a song, I used to feel better. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. I kind of have a path forward now. So I use that even if Tusk never touches the song or I yeah. never play it again. It's just a, it's a personal thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's cheaper than the therapist. <laughs> yeah, and what does a therapist know? They Yeah, they just sit there and write down what you're doing. And so you're just doing it yourself and then yeah. you get to look back on it and figured out i don't know i've never I, been to a therapist i so. mean i suppose that's useful too yeah if yeah i mean if people can make it happen for, yeah. like great that's yeah. awesome uh and the new album was produced by uh eric ratz yeah. who's done um billy talent and monster truck was this the first uh the on tusk 2 where kind of a producer on that level has come in and how did he kind of either kick your guys's ass or just kind of teach you something um. Uh, well, actually, uh, we worked with Eric on Dealbreaker too. Oh, okay. Which is interesting because it's such a different sounding mm-hmm. album. But I guess Eric also did some July Talk. He did some Arkells. Mm-hmm. So kind of more in that kind of groovy, uh, you know, monster trucks too, right? Yeah. Um, which is closer to Dealbreaker. But um, the thing with Eric that's un- you know, and that's the th- that's well, that's the cliche about. A producer is going to go and get your ass kicked. Yeah, and that's certainly important. In, you know, in Ten Second Epic, we worked with Garth Richardson, mm-hmm. and that was his mo, and he taught us a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, what was cool with Eric is um, he was so enthusiastic. Oh, okay. And, and he he got the most out of us because he was positive mm-hmm. and excited, and uh, that's what was so fun about working with him. He's a he's a real sweet guy and he's passionate about music so mm-hmm. you know when you're picking guitar tones or you're you, you kind of bang out the right lyric or get a great uh vocal take he just keeps the gas in the tank by encouraging you yeah which i mean i've been in the studio with a few bands taking photos and everyone thinks it's all fun and games and everything mm-hmm. but that shit is fucking boring like it yeah. is yeah. take yeah. after boring. take <laughs> after take and i'm like because the the last band I was just in the studio with, uh, it was uh, Propagandi's new record. They asked oh, me to wow. come in and take some photos, and I'm like, okay, yes. And <laughs> But just hearing them, like, sing, like, a couple lines every, like, they were doing backing vocals and stuff at that point, but I'm like, I don't hear one difference in that. And I mean, yeah, you do, they yeah. do, but yeah. I'm just like, 
<laughs> yeah, this isn't like the Elton John 70s bunch of blow and stuff. Like, Yeah, and I mean, even that too. It's like um, in Instagram, you know, people just put up pictures of when shit's going good. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And so, I mean, I'm sure everyone's had those moments in the studio. Uh, you know, the thing that happens to people in the studio is they have to confront their own weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You'll listen to it right on tape. Yeah. And and uh, it's it's important to not take yourself so seriously. and Which is where it's good that you have, like, a producer yeah. that is positive about stuff. Yeah. Because he won't – it sounds like he's not going to get down on you and yeah. be like, that's really fucking shitty. Do it again. He's like, yeah, that's that, that's great, but let's let, let's maybe try it this way. Or yeah. Like, I mean, that's good. But I, I would say there is a, a, a very uh, – there's a real value in um, being able to take critique when you oh, for play sure. music. Like, like when I started, like when Tensic was just kind of getting off the ground, I had just got out of school. I went to college. I played like jazz guitar. Mm-hmm. And like, have you seen the movie Whiplash? Uh, it's been, yeah. Oh wait, the, the one with the jazz drum. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like that. Yeah. It was mean shit. And uh, it, I, I, I'm thankful for it because you know, like it's too many guys think that they're like incredible just because they play guitar or something. Yeah. You know, you're never going to be the best. You no. just got to go out there and be honest. Yeah. And that's what's important to me. Yeah. Do you think being in 10 Second Epic help um, not only form this band, but form you and kind of your expectations when you were starting up a new project? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, not so much musically, except for, you know, 10 Second Epic wrote, wrote pop music. Yeah. This is a rock band, but I write pop music. Mm-hmm. It's, it's catchy. Um, so I learned some stuff there, but more so how to run a band, which is mm-hmm. more important. I mean, overall, if you want to do this, is to understand how to create a team yeah. and and and, um, and be enthusiastic, but still uh, treat it like a job. You know, um, there's just so much to learn along the way about how to keep stasis between the five guys in the band for sure let alone the label and the booking agent and, yeah and and keep everything moving in the right direction yeah without seeming heavy-handed it's it's a it's a real tight wa- tight yeah. tight rope yeah because yeah, i imagine i mean especially in the early days you're doing like six seven hours because you guys are from edmonton so it's like doing a bunch of driving yeah. sometimes getting paid 50 bucks and then it's like everyone's grumpy about it because it's like you had 20 people show up and it's like shit you said it yeah and i mean you know you have to have those deep conversations with yourself when you have shows where there's less than ideal amount of people and say mm. why am i doing this yeah right and and it you know that's when you find out if you're there for the right reasons too i mean you know uh, managing expectations and understanding what it is you're doing it for like for me i'm lucky that when I play, I still get goosebumps, and it's it's, yeah. it's fun. It's it's like it it feels important to me. So it you know, huge crowd or small crowd, it, it feels it feels valuable to my soul to yeah. play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you said um, before we got on the air, I'm going to bring this up because I want to. Oh, yeah. You said you had a bit of a, a Winnipeg connection with uh, you met someone at the Junos. Okay, so is Fred Penner a Winnipeg guy? Well, yeah, he's he lives here. He's I mean. I had a camera, I worked at a camera store and I was selling this like, I don't know if you know what a four by five camera is. It's an old, like the, the negatives are four inches by five inches. It's like one of those big, huge things. And I mean, Penner is a pretty common name around here. It's, you know, and so I was 
dealing with this woman and whatever. And then her dad came in to pay for it. And it was Fred Penner. And oh I'm my like, God. Okay. That's kind of cool. I'm like, and everyone else is like, yeah, he's, he's here. That's fantastic. Like, uh, and on his show, now it's been a while since I've seen the yeah. show, but he, he crawls through the log. Yes. Yep. Oh my God. It's imprinted in me. Like as a little kid, yeah. it's so exciting. And so you got to meet him at the Junos. Well, you, I, I, you saw him I, at the Junos. I saw, yeah, I saw him, and that's the thing. And I just ran up and I hugged him. And I'm not the kind of guy that gets into people's space. Yeah, I don't like when people get in my space. Yeah, yeah. no, I gotcha. <laughs> I like to like if I feel comfortable with them or whatever. Yeah, I, it didn't. It the, just seeing him. It it didn't hit my like my faculty of reason. Yeah, as an adult, like a, you know. He's a grown man now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're I, a grown man. I, and a stranger. Yeah. And I just ran up to him and hugged him. And he, you know, he was he was just totally normal about it. So I imagine, like you said, it. Yeah, he probably gets it all the time. And everyone, <laughs> like his friends of mine, have like ran into him at Festival de Voyager. Yeah. And he actually does. I haven't made it here, but he does an adults only show. Really? Yeah. So I I, I want to go to it so bad because I can't see Fred Penner cursing. Yeah. But maybe, like, or maybe things got a little more suggest. I don't know. Personally, I don't want to break that paradigm. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to. You know, to me, it's just such a pure, just a happy show on CBC. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Raffi or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they were arch nemesis. I don't know. Oh I can my actually God. ask him that. I love Raffi. Um, and those were fantastic songs too. Yeah. Raffi is such a great song. Um, but speaking of, and I kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, but you mentioned propaganda and that yeah. uh, supporting cast mm-hmm. like changed my life. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Like just when you brought them up, I got goosebumps in here. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's just so real. Yeah. It's the, so the, fucking important. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they still continue writing amazing. Like even the last album is phenomenal and just like, they're one of those bands you hope never breaks up. Yeah, and it lyrically it's like intrinsically valuable, but also musically it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it, it's kind of like they're not slow. Like now it's like I see they're playing like punk rock bowling. They're going yeah. to punk rock holiday. So they're playing a few more festivals and yeah. touring more. And I'm like, are they ever going to slow down? Which I hope they never do. Especially their fingers. Yeah, yeah, and I <laughs> hope they. And what I love about them, those guys, those people as well, mm. is. They don't milk the hometown. Really? They only play here maybe once every couple of years. Right on. Because they could play every weekend. Yeah. They could play every night and sell out every single night. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. That's but. amazing. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you guys have had a few member changes oh, through, yeah. throughout the, the, the career of the band. There's two original people left. Yeah. 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 Um, when you're bringing someone new into the fold, how do you kind of like decide, not if they're good enough, but if they're like, if they're right for the band? You know, it's like, uh, it's kind of the catch 22 of life that you, you just don't know. Yeah. You can, tr- I mean, what I've really learned in my life all along, you got to trust your gut. Yeah. But having said that, you know, you know who decides? The road decides. Mm-hmm. Because the road is really the main part of the job. Yep. And and probably the least you, glamorous part of the job. Oh yeah. And Not so a, if you get along, if you get along, you know, and you click musically and you're happy to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't blame a guy for 
having trouble on the road. Yeah, for sure. It takes a certain weird, weird kind of character to, yeah. get, to like it. And but the, the interesting thing I will say is I really did rush into making this band mm. as soon as I had a chance. And uh, because of that, you know, I just grabbed who were my friends at the time. It was close to me and started. And, that, and, uh, and the band sounded like that group of guys. But, yeah. Um, it never really felt like the original lineup mm-hmm. until now. Yeah, like now it's like you're coming into your own. Like the you're finding the sound, you're finding and the and people. also just the, yeah, the connection between the four guys. It, it that's feel like that's when it became the four of us. It felt like when Royal Tusk started, mm-hmm. like in my heart. Yeah, because all of a sudden we uh, created like, like the vibe like a. It like there was no more turbulence. It just it felt right and creative and kind of spontaneous, exciting. Yeah, and yeah. with with all the guys like kind of in place and everyone's gelling, and since you're, I guess, kind of it, it it's your baby. Yeah. End of the day, do you ever have to try to step away from that role and not kind of be protective of it, or is it something you always kind of do? No, you know I'm a I'm a I make sure not to be too precious about it. Mm-hmm. I mean I probably innately am yeah but i really trust them and and you know how when you're getting you're you're seeking counsel from a friend for a problem and they can see your problems crystal clear yeah because it's second person it's not like you're it's because it's um it's just easy to to diagnose I, I can't so- solve all my own problems. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the songs. I can't solve these songs. Yeah. But when we all are together, we can see each other's weaknesses and see each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... I don't want to be a solo artist. I, I like a band. I like being on a team. Yeah. Like being on a kid. Like when you're on a soccer team and you feel like a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Because then if you're having an off day or whatever, someone else can step up. And yeah. It, everyone's got each other's backs. And-, and also the joy of like, lo, if I write a song... I had fun writing it, but then if nothing, I never get to be the listener until Quinn shows up and writes a a lead line on it. And now I get to be a fan of it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat how you, you bond like that. Yeah. Which is great that you found kind of, it's working and you found the crew basically. Hey, the road vets everyone out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that. I can, I could definitely, (laughs) I've only done it a couple of times and man, at this point, I'm like, I'm too old. I'm not sleeping on a fucking floor. We don't do the floors it, yeah, anymore. I'm like, if people want to take me to do photos <laughs> and video, great. Hotel, please. Yeah, hotel, please. Give me a bed. <laughs> give me give me a cot. But yeah, floors, no. I'm old. That shit hurts. No, no. We've done our time like that. You guys just released a video for Die Knowing about a month ago. We did, yeah. And it's very... I've watched it a few times. Okay. And I was trying to think. I'm like, what does this remind me of? And then it hit me, and I'm like, this looks like... A comic book. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it's very like all the the little, especially the the the, the band performances. Are yeah. Like because they're all like the little dots, and it's like yeah. when you look at like those old shitty comic books from the seventies, eighties, and you see all the little dot the matrices. I mean, other than it's in black and white. Yeah. Did you guys have that concept going in, or was that kind of? Well, actually, that's interesting. You ask. Uh, so my buddy Keenan, who actually mm-hmm. designed the album cover too, he's kind of been like the art director, I would say, okay. of our record. You know, we've always counseled him on our merch, and mm-hmm. and, and he ended up doing uh, the the reflection video. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and I produced that together, and then this was his idea on this video originally. So we shot it in twelve frames a second. Okay, 
And he was going to draw every after it was shot and edited. Then he was going to draw every frame on watercolor. Oh Jesus! But yeah, we ran out of money. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't <laughs> afford to do that. So after it was shot and in twelve frames a second, it was kind of like choppy. Yeah, like a comic. Originally, it was kind of going to look more like the Aha Take on Me video. Yep, that that was the first one that kind of oh cool popped in. But I was like, but so we were stuck in the editing stage. Like, okay, we can't draw this. So. Let's give it some character. So we brought in the dots, right? It, yeah. It's called, I guess, halftone, where each different series of dots represents a different color. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, what they use to kind of show different shading in a comic book. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, then, so all those silhouettes are, they're not um, in the video in the courses. Those aren't uh, green screen and mm. then just blasting the contrast till it's a silhouette. They're actually. Um, because we didn't use a green screen because we were going to draw it. Yeah. Um, but we had to do this after. Keenan animated each one. He drew all those, each frame. Oh, wow. By hand. Yeah. So that's why the, kind of the hair is kind of, it, it has that kind of animated look. Yeah. So you you kind of hit the nail on the head and it, it got to where it was almost by accident. Which but, is perfect. Yeah. Did, you like the video? So, yeah, it was great. I was just <laughs> like, because like I said, I watched it the first time just kind of more listening and like blankly watching. Right. And then I watched it a couple more times and I'm like, and I yeah. was just like, what, what is this? There's what something. This? And then it's like, because I thought the aha thing. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's that's kind of a, I mean, you're not singing into a mirror, which would have been yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, everyone does parodies. Yeah. But then just, then it clicked. I'm like, no, that looks like a comic book. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's great. It's funny. You know what? I've never thought that, but you literally put your finger on, on, the, on the pulse with that one. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 100%. Um, what was I going to say? My favorite part of making that one. Was afterwards when Kay, uh, the very first scene, Kalen comes and sits at the drums, mm-hmm. and we didn't have any audio for that, so I had to record the folly. Like I'm sitting in my studio, like, like knocking on the table and <laughs> clicking sticks together. It yeah, was fun to make. Yeah, yeah, just like the sound of him sitting down, which we didn't have. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, something because you guys are very, very rock. Yeah, there it's there's no hip-hop element there's no any any of that it's you you hear your music and it's like this is it's just a straight up rock and roll band yeah um which seems to kind of be dying these days Mm. it's it's very much on the downside more people i mean when i was growing up emo was the big thing yeah and now it's like all the emo kids are being rappers yeah. How do you like Post Malone or that kind? Yeah, of. and I'm, they're still making music, which is great, but they're not making they're not bands anymore. Right. How do you feel about the the line like rock is dead? Um, I mean, I just it's kind of uh, inconsequential to me. Yeah. Like it's uh, I I just I don't really believe <sighs> there's so many facets, right? Because some people think of rock and roll as an aesthetic involving. Motley Crue, some whiskey. Yeah. And it's like rock and roll, not as like music, but more as a style. Yeah. You know, and some bands like, you know, like Steel Panther is like a parody of that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But then you can think of rock and roll as a, as a, as an, as a feeling. Yeah. And I think, I think it's alive. I think it's alive. Um, there's so, there's so many good bands. I mean, right now we can hear sights and sounds. Yeah, exactly. And, I think rock and roll is a feeling that, like, when you see those videos in the 60s of kids, like, freaking out to the Beatles. Yeah. 
Like that's the feeling. Yeah. So I don't think you can kill a feeling. And 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 maybe maybe we will say yeah, pop is very strong like commercially. Yeah. But um and I love pop music. Um but um I don't know, you know, just things go in waves. I don't think it, rock and roll will die. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. It's it's kind of like how in the early 90s punk rock was cool yeah and then that kind of died out and it like just there's a lot of ebbs and flows which is great i'm i'm hoping the ebb comes back to like music not soundcloud rappers but that's me and i think it will i mean because it's like also one of the ebbs and flows of it is how commercial everything gets. 100%. And then the counterculture happens quickly, and then that becomes commercialized. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and it's so funny how that works. You know, you take like a street style, like how people dress. Yeah. And then nine months from then, H&M will catch on. Yeah. Yeah. You see this with the labels too. Yeah. So we try to just say, fuck, that's too confusing. Yep. I don't give a shit. And you're I'm gonna, not going to do what that band did because I don't. That's not why I'm here. No, you're going to do what you want to do. That's right. Yeah. And 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 like it, like honestly, it's it's cheesy, but I just think of that like the truth will set you free, and that mm-hmm. and it's the and that's what you got to do. You just be honest about what you like and and follow that path. Or yeah. else, why are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you guys are on tour right now with yeah. Sights and Sounds and yeah, Broken, Broken Love. Love. Yeah. And you guys are in Winnipeg right now. You're headed out east, yeah. some U.S. stuff. Tomorrow, oh, we have a day off finally tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Which means it's party night tonight. Oh, maybe. It might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy because we did Kelowna, Edmonton, uh, Kelowna, Edmonton, excuse me, Kelowna, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg. No days off, so that's like 4,000 yeah. kilometers or something. Yeah. It was a real banger. Um, and then we play Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then we come back into Southern Ontario and finish up the tour. We're done about, oh, then we dip back into the States. We end in Detroit on March 7th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that will be it for this tour. And where can people find Royal Tusk? Uh, you know, you can grab us on, if you write us on Instagram, you'll get me. You can talk to me. I'm always there. Uh, Kalen, our drummer, is on the Facebook. So if you message us on Facebook, you'll get Kalen. Yeah. Um, obviously our website, RoyalTusk.com. Um, Spotify, you know, uh, Apple Music, any of those streaming services. Are you guys on Bandcamp as well? Or? We're not on Bandcamp, no. no. Um, uh, yeah, no, just 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 like the main uh, uh, digital music providers. Um, YouTube, of course, you can find yeah. us there. So almost anywhere. But if you want to talk to us, hit us up on either Facebook or Instagram and, and or even Twitter. And I, I run the Twitter too, so you, if you want to chat to me there. Yeah. And if... Uh if a fan wants to bring you guys something at a show, whether it's cookies, oh. maybe hot sauce, maybe yeah. some baking or some food, what what what's the the what should they bring? Wow, that's a cool question. Um, cookies are always good, but I don't want to get dosed with, with <laughs> some sort of drug. I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm scared of. Yeah. So they have to be ex- uh, explicit about what what what, what can- the hell they're giving us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think some guys are into the into the cannabis and that yeah. kind of. But uh, myself, I try to keep it pretty easy. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> bring Royal Tusk cookies. Don't fucking dose them. Yeah. Don't. And no everyone dosing. will be good. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks for sitting down with me, dude. That was so much fun. 
Well, there you go. There was my conversation with Daniel from Royal Tusk. Again, big thank you for sitting down and talking to me when you were through. They came through with uh, Winnipeg's, kind of Winnipeg's only, Sights and Sounds. It's been a while since I got to see those guys. First time seeing Royal Tusk. Definitely, definitely was not disappointed. If you like good, straightforward, kind of like punch-in-the-face rock and roll, you will very much enjoy Royal Tusk. So thank you for sitting down with me. And... Like always, thank you for listening to the podcast. I, I do this because I love it, and it's it's just it's fun for me. I get to meet some really awesome people and hear some new music that maybe I wouldn't necessarily hear and or be able to check out. But we've got some good stuff coming up. I've got a lot of interviews lined up in the next week, couple weeks, enough to keep me going for a good two months. So like I said, hopefully you're enjoying it. And I'm, I'm kind of focusing more on out-of-town guests right now just because I like to interview in person so you know when these guys when these people come through I I definitely try to get in-person interviews but I also like to help promote whatever they're here for whether it's a live show new album that kind of stuff so I'm I'm focusing mainly on out-of-town guests I've got a photographer lined up I've got uh, an old friend from back in Saskatchewan was in a couple bands and yeah, there's some other, there's some fun surprises in there for you, but it's, it, it's a weird time. So I hope everyone's being safe. Um, I also want to throw a huge shout out to any people that are out there working the frontline staff, whether you're a cop, a firefighter, a grocery, you're working in a grocery store, a fast food worker, whatever, whatever you're doing. If you're out there still working with the public, thank you for doing that. I mean, I know a lot of people are scared and not sure what's going on, but we're all going to get through this and then we're all going to go to shows, which I'm very excited about. I can't even, I can't, I'm missing people. I'm missing, I'm missing loud people. I'm missing annoying people. I'm just, I I just want to get out to a show and experience some loud music, see some friends, drink some beers and just be, be back to normal again. But yeah, so if you see someone, a local musician or international, anybody, if you see any musician throwing stuff up for free, I mean, if you can support them right now, send them a couple bucks. It, it helps. I mean, they're not working. I'm not working. It's, it's one of those things. What little bit you can do goes a long, long way. Even if it's $2, $5, a dollar, whatever it is, you know, let, let them know that you appreciate them and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, we've got some, we got some music. The first song I'm going to play is, I believe it's Royal Tusks off Royal Tusk 2, which you can pick up in on Amazon, maybe not Amazon, Spotify. I don't know if they have a band camp or not, but you can listen, you can stream on Spotify, iTunes, all the, uh, all those streaming platforms. Uh, I, I believe it was their first single. We talked about it in the interview. It's called Die Knowing. Really, really great um, really great video, very interesting, very comic booky. I really like it. Uh, after that, uh, a song called First Time. Then we're going to round out the Royal Tusk stuff with a song called Northern Town. And then just for fun, I'm going to throw a fourth song in. Usually I only play three, but just for fun, uh, the fourth song is by 10 Second Epic. It's called Count Yourself In. And I hope everybody enjoys this. 
Uh, also, a big thank you to Mike Lipinowski again for doing all my audio wizardry stuff that I don't know how to do, but he seems to get done super quick and makes it sound really good. Even when there's weird background noise and stuff like that, he does an amazing job. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Stay safe and enjoy.